As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, who's going to do the spoiler theme song this time? Spoiler theme song. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> nice! I love it. I love it. We're going to talk uh, good dinosaur spoilers. If you didn't catch the podcast proper, we'd encourage you to listen to that episode first because we're not going to necessarily revisit a lot of that. Nope, this is a, a story about a young a dinosaur, a long neck, which let's just pause for a quick second. Didn't they just decide that the brontosaurus wasn't a real dinosaur? Well, they didn't just decide it. They decided Over the last it back year? In, back in the there 90s. Still, but there were still dinosaurs that looked like this. Yeah, there's oh, brachiosaurus okay. and apatosaurus. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. They existed. I was like, long neck? Was it real? Was it? I didn't understand that. So anyway, okay, now that's aside. Arlo is the name of this young little dinosaur who is a runt basically, and is born into a farming family. The farming family being the dinosaurs, they've evolved the common mm-hmm. Mr. Earth, in case you didn't listen to the first episode. Uh, so they're surviving based on agriculture and they're collecting uh, food for the winter. And the problem is, is that they've got a critter that is eating all of their food. And so Arlo, after failing multiple things around the farm and uh, not doing a good job because he's afraid of everything. Thank <laughs> no, you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Just, that was fear. for you. That was for you. Oh, we are so going to talk know. about this. Um, he, um, Arlo, uh, is is tasked by his father to kill the critter, and that way he can give his mark to the family because the mm-hmm. mark is a big deal. When you do something really great, you can mark your territory with your paw prints, and mm-hmm. all of the other kids in the family have done it. Arlo's the only one that hasn't. So he can't kill the critter. Instead, he sets it free. The critter being... A human, a human child that is also like a canine. And yeah. so this entire movie is really just when Arlo and Spot, as we come to call him, mm-hmm. uh, accidentally fall into the river, wash 70 years downstream, and then have to, you know, adventure back through the mountains. and Homeward bound it. Homeward bound it uh, back home so that Arlo can help with the winter. Their adventure as they go along the way and, of course, become friends um, and, and then get back home eventually. That's kind of the premise of this movie. Yeah. So let's let's get into some of the kind of specific things that uh, that you want to talk about. I'd like to talk about the characters that they meet as they travel. Okay. The one that annoyed me the very, very most was the Triceratops. Who was the, in it for a split second and never came back. The pet collector. Yeah. Which I, I didn't that know his name, name was pet called collector. the pet collector. I saw that in the 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 whatever credits yeah i did. they didn't even give him a name <laughs> they it, he was so wacky strange and mm-hmm. the whole interaction with arlo and the this triceratops well spot was there too everybody wants his pet everyone mm-hmm. thinks that his pet critter is the coolest thing so 
Uh, Arlo didn't even want his pet. It's just he happened to cling to him and, you know, whatever. But I thought that the whole dialogue between the two of them was really awkward and strange. It was so convenient. It's like the convenient plot line development. Like, oh, this, you know, it's like whenever he had to run into somebody, he did run into somebody. And that what did was... he need the pet collector for? I, I... To name him. That was it, right? It just, it, it, I mean, I know the name came out of there. Well, he also But asked, it also wasn't like he named him. It was like that was his name and he murder? figured it out? Or? Like it, he was like, he murderer. Like yeah. all these weird violence. Like that was such a weird part. It's kind of like the Sphinxes in a way where something like has this really odd presence and then it's like, oh, this is weird. Sphinxes were way cool. I shouldn't have compared it to the Sphinxes. Um, in never ending story. I was okay. I was curious I was, like I was if you think if you if you're scared then they blow you up sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of was like sphinxes. what's going on with this guy is he is he good like he was just he was a weird character. The first thing I think Arlo asked was do you know where I am and you know have you heard of the the, the claw, claw mountain claw tooth mountain so I can get home so you know we've been watching you. Uh, that critter you have there is important. Like that's the first thing I think that, that he was says. It. I think that was the story revelation was oh. I've got something good here. But like that's so stupid. Like Arlo should have re- had that revelation himself. And here it's like being told to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like I just, and I felt like there was that kind of like they were having to move the story along. Like even Arlo's dad, who's like, you know, we're going to go get that critter now. And you're like, oh, here we go. Oh, really? Is this really how this whole thing is? Just everything is so like. Right. Right. But, uh, you should mention that Arlo's dad dies. Uh, yeah. before he goes on this big journey. And that, of course, is a very typical Disney thing. And that was the scene in the, the podcast where talk about it going almost shot for shot uh, from the Replace Lion King. the wildebeests with, with the river. With a river. And it is a shot for shot remake of Mufasa's, Mufasa's death. death in the Lion King. Except for there was no scar. That's right. Yes, that's yeah. true. This is not based on Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. But it just it had that very same feel of, you know, oh, no, now I'm really lost. Now I'm now I have no idea what to do. And it's my fault. And, you know, all those kind of things. It was it was so expected. And so what you've seen before that I just was like, I, I don't know, I think on the heels of such a unique movie with Inside Out, it was mm-hmm. disappointing in that way. They also meet the pterodactyls. Yeah. Um, which the storm will provide. Aaron checked me on this, my podcast. I was like, everything was expected. Everything that he's like, really? Did you expect the pterodactyls to turn and be evil? And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't. Oh, they, you didn't? No. Oh, I did. I should Immediately, have. Immediately, I'm like, uh, they're like, we need to find critters. I'm like, well, I know pterodactyls are scavengers, so that's what they're doing. They're I should have. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I immediately they were bad. But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, they can fly and they're like falling the storm so they can help people. Like, that's cool. You know, oh, that's cool. And then like, oh, that critter's dead, which is one of two pretty horrible death scenes. Well, if you include the dad, that's three, but two murderers. Well, but the de- but the the dad scene wasn't gross. No, that was uh, tragic. That was just tragic. A tragic death. But the the little kid biting the head off that giant bug. Did that shock you? No. Oh, you heartless man. <laughs> it's a bug. No, I know, but it was still like. Like, I'm just not used to seeing that, you know, like in a Disney At least movie. It You're not used to having to survive. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, the spurtage wasn't there. So that was, in the noise. It, it was just the weird, it was just like a, like a nub, like a, <laughs> like, a like a little, anyway. Um, and then, but the pterodactyls killing that critter, that was pretty sad. Yeah. I didn't like that Fighting part. over the tail. Um, the tail, yeah. So pterodactyls, they're the bad guys. They reappear later. And how they reappear. I thought was clever. The, pretty the crazy. Shark, that was I'm like, okay, if there's one amazing thing in this movie, it was that part of the movie. When the clouds, and you yeah. got this tail, and like I'm like, ups- what is that? It was upside down shark fins. Upside mm-hmm. down shark fin in the cloud. That was super smart. 
And then we come across, I think the T-Rex are next, right? No, well, they the, were before the, the T Rex were before the shark fin pterodactyls. No, no, I, yeah, I skipped ahead. I'm just saying oh, in this journey. So they meet yeah, the pterodactyls. Yeah, yeah. So and, they meet the rustlers, which are the T Rexes. But how they meet the T Rexes? I thought that was clever because he looks in the horizon, and the way that the t- the T Rex shadows overlapped made the shadow look like a long neck, look yeah. like mm-hmm. you know whatever his own kind. And so when we first see the shadow, we're thinking it's one of his own yeah. kind. And then they separate and turn towards him. And that's when we realize that they're T-Rex. And of course, they come lumbering in to fight off the pterodactyls, we find out. And these characters were annoying as heck to me, but also amazing at the same time. Like, I was really annoyed by them and really intrigued by them. Well, I, think I, I think I just like Sam Elliott's one. The other ones, not so much. I agree. Uh, they didn't fight off the pterodactyls when they first met the T-Rex. They fought off the bandits, the velociraptors. No, they fought off the pterodactyls when they first met because he was yeah. running away with Spot from the pterodactyls. They fought off the pterodactyls. Uh, it, was, it was. Oh right, I, I was just I was thinking then, of the bandits. The that was the, on the, the planes. Brothers. That was yeah. in the planes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that were happened. the velociraptors? Yeah, they they travel from this geyser scene where the pterodactyls and the T-Rex kind of fight a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they decide. Um, They've got to go find their herd that they're in charge of. The T-Rex are herders yeah, and uh, cattlemen, basically. And uh, Arlo says, hey, my dog Spot, well, my human Spot, my, my critter mm-hmm. Spot can sniff him out. And so they end up kind of teaming together because he needs to find the river. He's gotten lost in the river, which we'll bring up in a moment. He's lost because he was afraid. There's a lot of fear going on there. Just yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> he's, afraid so- of, he's afraid of the chickens. Yeah. So he's afraid mm-hmm. to do his chores. He's afraid of walking. Yeah, he's afraid of critters. He's afraid of the dark. The mm-hmm. entire movie is about overcoming fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Poor Aaron. Fine. Uh, so, <laughs> if you guys didn't listen to the show proper, you won't know that there is a uh, an argument ongoing about well, what the I just, this, this isn't movie what is. I want to talk about right now. We can get there. Yeah, we're gonna but get I, there. But, right. I, but I wanted to mention. Uh, now I've lost it. T Rex. Uh, it wasn't the T Rexes. It was oh, we're getting were, back to the river. Were you guys ever distracted by the physics of this world? Yes. By how ridiculous they were. Yes. There was the moment where Arlo spans a gap. Oh God, I hated that. With his teeth. As soon as you that's said one. that, that's the first thing I thought. And of. I'm just like, <sighs> or or that he survives. I know it's an animated. I know it's an anim. Or the falls that he survives. The, the, the falls he survives. The way he climbs out, he has no padding on his. Like he, he is a brontosaurus type creature. Like there's, there are just some things you're willing to suspend disbelief for, and others you go, okay, now I'm totally out of this movie. Yeah, I, like I just can't. Ridiculous. I don't want to buy into. Okay, the, here, here's a big. Okay, it's or the a spoiler waterfall. cast. So, okay, before the waterfall, so <clears throat> his dad is this huge brachiosaurus, very strong, very powerful. Is that what it's called, a brachiosaurus? Yeah. Okay. Or an apatosaurus. I never really said. I'm glad you said. So, um, they. So his dad gets killed by the the river. Rush of the river. The rush of the river. Arlo, a little weak, he gets hit by the exact same rush of river, and he's fine. Not only that, the first time when, when Arlo's dad dies, what we don't see is what causes that influx. I mean, it starts to rain. Yeah. And, me, and surely this does happen in these places Landslides. on Earth. Yeah. But on the second one, right, when he has to overcome his fear... And jump in the water and then go save his his uh, his critter from from whatever. Yeah, he is going through a huge river that is absolutely full of massive trees and spikes. Like yeah. he would be impaled a thousand times, and then 
fall on a huge waterfall into water <laughs> with a whole bunch of spikes. Like that was the yeah. one for me. It was the, the expanse and then that whole last scene. Okay, where I wonder Arlo if you guys was, had that I same, was so right there with that. same reaction. Yeah, right there totally, totally. Because uh, that was one of the things that took me out of the movie quite a bit was the physics of it. I mean, obviously, T-Rex Rangers... Okay, but but let's let's. But you can go with that stuff because you 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 get that an animated world exists differently. Right. But then when you watch something, you go where it doesn't just exist differently; it's an impossibility. I mean, it's just like the weight of that animal would not be. Yeah, (laughs) physics are universal. His teeth and his tail. The tip of the tip of his tail. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And and then he just and then he climbed up. How did he climb up? He just he just did magically. Maybe the muscles in his neck. I don't know. I have no idea. So, but the. To talk about the T Rex Rangers or the Wranglers, they were they were uh, when they're ranging in or they're wrangling in their uh, the buffalo, yeah, and they're uh, hurting them. Mm-hmm. That those scenes were really really cool for me. I really enjoyed. I that. agree. I really enjoyed Arlo the character kind of finding his confidence with these characters mm-hmm. who are roaring and then like encouraging was, him to roar. He's finding his place in their family where he belonged, what he could do with He's finding his courage. And mm-hmm. not, there wasn't and really any fear in that was one. To- he was he just was, doing a task. He was so afraid. Of the buffalo? Yes. No. No, that was not about Did we fear not see with the buffalo. Thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was Even not about walking fear. Out when he... You are putting that on that. No. Okay. He, when he looked out over it, he was like, can I do this? And then he exchanges a look can between him this? and Can I do this? It's different than fear. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's why we're having this, I think. Because you guys are able to place fear in any choice. No. Anytime you don't want to do something, you're able to say it's fear. You just said, you know, he didn't think he could do it. Well, so he was afraid he couldn't do it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's that has nothing to do with being afraid. That has to do with confidence. That has what to do with movie finding a role. Did you flipping see? All right, we, yeah. will, we will get there because I think you. I Stop think you guys putting are, it off. Uh, well, <laughs> you put it off after you make your point, and I then you say, "Okay, we're not going to talk about it." All right, we can go there. I, I do want to get back to uh, eventually. I want to get back to the moments in this movie that were emotional for us because I, I do think that's something valuable to talk about when you can talk. Let's about Let's talk spoilers. about your raw anger emotion right now, though, Aaron. You're like so, all freaking riled up, man. I'm afraid to talk about it. Um, so here's the thing: this movie is so blatantly thematically about family; it's ridiculous. Every single moment that means something in this movie has to do with being placed in. A purpose being placed in what you do with the family the moment with the circles drawing the circle the very theme of this movie who's in your circle who are you drawing in your circle putting the sticks in the circle all of these things have to do with understanding who is in your group and what your role is the stones on the the what would you call that with the silo the stones on the silo what is his stone it's his place it's his purpose in you know they've all got their handprint on there what is his he doesn't know who is he supposed to be is he supposed to be his dad is he supposed to be like buck what is he supposed to do he doesn't know he has to discover when he walks back into camp the very last scene which by the way they will tell you the very last scene of a movie is what the director wants you to remember and wants you to know about the message of the movie he walks in what does his mom say his mom says the dad's name why because she's thinking about the role of him in that family. Then she realizes it's him, and he realizes who he is, and the very last thing you see is them coming together as a family. This is about the dynamics of family and about him finding his role and his purpose in that family environment. That is the intent of this script, is to be about family and the theme of family. Rebuttal. <laughs> Go for it. So, uh, just before we move on, I would like you to know that uh, Aaron's face is absolutely red. He hasn't <laughs> been breathing for a good few minutes, and Andrew is standing up for his rebuttal. Go. I'm standing up. 
So what do you have to do in order to get your stamp on the silo? You have to earn it. And he was afraid right. to earn anything or to do anything to earn his spot. So everything he overcame, overcoming all of his fears, that is How what was he earned- afraid of the corn? He, he wasn't was afraid. afraid. Of, he he was couldn't afraid. carry it. He couldn't. How was he afraid? How was he afraid when he fell over? He was, he was afraid of the chickens. That was the main purpose of the silo was mm. for the silo to be filled with corn to give to the chickens. How was he? And that. We didn't, hey, hey, we Aaron, didn't interrupt, ahead, we didn't interrupt you. <laughs> so his whole journey is about overcoming fear. And then the main part, of, not the main part, but one of the parts of the film is when he's talking to Sam Elliott. He's like, how were you not afraid whenever a crocodile bit your face? And he's like. Are you, of course I was afraid. If you're not afraid of a croc biting your face, you're not alive. And then that's when he realizes it's okay to be afraid. The main purpose is to overcome your fears. And that is what earned him his spot on the silo. So where? Wait, no, so, it's my turn. Okay, go ahead. Now it's my turn. I feel like what we're trying to say is that this movie only has one theme. And I think that that's wrong. I think that obviously it's about family, but the fact that you are completely denying that he was afraid throughout this whole movie i've never denied that not once well you're acting like it's not a part of the movie i know it is a huge part of this movie it is not the central theme that's all i'm saying okay another thing another thing going back sorry danae okay so you were talking about circles Mm -hmm. and how that was about family that was also about being afraid because he was afraid of being alone and whatever see this is what i'm telling you about afraid you can add it to anything and it works that that is about being alone it's not so does family no it doesn't yes it does the fear, you can say when you're afraid of something, anything that you don't want to do, you could say you're afraid to do it. You know, if you're, if, if. This movie is about Arlo overcoming his fears to find out his purpose and his, and, and rejoining his family. I think that's fair. All right. Case settled. <laughs> Danae, did you? No, I, 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 like, what I got from this movie watching the whole entire thing was that he's a, a fraidy cat. He's scared of everything. They even call him a yellow belly. And they even call him these names throughout mm-hmm. the movie to yeah. show us, if we didn't get it already, that he is afraid of everything. Little bugs that fly by. Even when he's with his dad before his dad mm-hmm. dies, there's a bug flying on him and he's all freaked out by it. And his dad has to show him that not to be afraid. Sure. This is about him overcoming his fears over and over and over again to find himself. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll go with that. That works for me. I don't understand how you got so upset about it but that's well, okay be, because you you guys seem to believe that the fear is what the writers when they wrote this script were wanting to mainly convey to people about overcoming fear and i, I don't still I don't, believe that I, and I, I think that's and true. i don't agree with that i don't believe that at all i really believe this is a movie when they sat down to write it and they said what is this story what is the heart of the story uh i believe the heart of this story in their minds as they wrote this and maybe what's conveyed isn't the same uh, when they wrote this, was Obviously, about finding <laughs> finding purpose. This is the hill I'm going to die on. This, <laughs> this, this, this <laughs> you, even look, you even look at like the pet collector. You look at all these different environments that you come. They're different types of families. They're different like what? where you place where you place yourself in these things. So now you are the one placing family in every single thing. The mm. pet collector no, I think this, is I think not the about writers family. Did that. I think the writers did that because if you look at the pet collector, he's gathering all these things to protect him, maybe because he's afraid. I, I saw that as like all the roles. No, that they every single every single purpose. role was to serve himself. Like he's like, this is the one that scares us away. Right. And this is the one that scares us away. And this is the one that scares. So us maybe away. that's like a dysfunctional family. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm done. I'm sitting back there, down. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to try to. Aaron, why do you have to be so articulate? You just make everything <laughs> so difficult. Whenever I want to argue with you, you just can't go. Okay, 
You know, it's fair to say, and what I like about what, what Danae said as well, I mean, and I, I'm sorry if I gave the idea that I didn't think there was anything about fear well, in this movie. Well, you pretty movie. much there's, just yelled at us. There's, there's seriously, well, I had, to get, I had to get passionate. You know, I felt like I had to get passionate to express. First of all, you forced me to say it then. I wasn't ready to talk about it yet, so I, I had to just flow with it. But, um, but I think what's good is to recognize that, that, that both are in there, and there are certainly themes that... And what's also good to recognize is that this is a, a problem with this movie. This is an issue with this movie. If the theme isn't so crystal clear that the three, and maybe it is, and and I'm just way wrong. Like maybe if we got 100 people together, I'd be the only one saying, no, I thought the theme was family. And everybody else would be like, no, that theme's fear. So maybe it's me. But if it's not, if it's like you get a bunch of people together and 50 of them think this and 50 of them think that, now, I that's will, a problem of story clarity. I do 100% agree with you on that, that it wasn't very well delivered on what the main theme of the movie is supposed to be. I will yeah. agree with you on that. I will yeah. agree with you 100%. And I may on just that. be putting more emphasis on those catharsis moments of the movie as opposed to all the little, you know, specifics, like the specific examples of fear, which I think are all valid and, and all great. And I had forgotten about a, a few of those. And you're right with the T Rex conversation. That was one that I had definitely forgotten about. Um, that. You know, that definitely speaks to that was very intentionally a part of what he had to well, overcome. Well, they had to constantly encourage Arlo to do things. Like, even even the critter had to encourage him to go forward and defy physics and, you know, <laughs> yeah. span the gap. Yeah. You know, everyone's pushing him to, like, get over his fears this entire film, the entire movie, until he has to save the critter at the end. He is constantly questioning himself. He even... He even runs away whenever he sees, you know, like any everything scares him. Everything is a is a frightening, and it's all a stumbling block to him. And he has to learn when to overcome and when not to overcome. So, you know, and he chooses to overcome when he chooses his own person that he wants to go save because he has an emotion. It, and he also has an emotion towards him to want to keep him in his family unit. So I can understand what you're saying. But every Pixar movie for me is about family somehow. It's always trying to show us where we belong in a in some kind of a structure. So I feel like that's just going to be an obvious part of the film. But for me, you know, like uh, Inside Out is about overcoming sadness or over, you know, learning about sadness. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're trying to teach us these lessons. And so for me, I think what would be picked up is, yes, the family theme and being loved by family and wanting to belong. I think that's pretty much in most movies at some point, especially the younger kid Not movies. Not like this, though. Not emphasized like this. Inside Out has nothing to do with I family as a main theme. I think the reason that you're theme. talking about it so, so ad, you know, like, so, like, adamantly mm -hmm. is because Arlo and um, Spot cannot communicate to each other except in a non-communicative visual format right which i think has a really impacting powerful message and when you said you wanted to talk about the emotional things this would be one of the most emotional parts in the movie for me is when arlo and spot are on their adventure trying to get back home and he was saying he was lonely arlo was saying i'm lonely i miss my family and he's and he's trying to explain to spot what family is and so he brings these sticks over mm -hmm. and he puts them in the sand this is my sister, this is my brother, this is me, this is my mom, this is my dad. And he draws a circle around them and says, my family. And Spot ends up putting together a dad figure, a mom figure, whatever, and a kid figure, and then draws a thing around it. And then after they connect, like, oh, we understood each other, he, the Spot, in this really touching moment, puts his dad down on the ground, puts his mom down on the ground, and buries them under the sand and we realize that this little spot human character has a whole other story we don't know about. Yeah. 
And then Arlo is able to put his dad's character down and bury him. Yeah. Now these characters have a whole deeper connection, not only to get back home together, but that they share the grief. Mm-hmm. So now they are their own family unit as they're traveling together. And I yeah. think because it wasn't a vocalized thing, we all had to interpret what that family meant to us in that moment because we're all communicating without words. It's all visual, which is a cool mm-hmm. part of the medium of a movie that we don't get to experience in other formats. So I totally understand, you know, that it's an important part of this movie. You get to see different families. There's a family of pterodactyls. There's a family of T-Rex. There's all these different units going on, but that's Mm -hmm. not abnormal to see in movies. So that's why I feel like for me, if I was going to have to tag one or the other, I would tag fear as what they're trying to convey to the young audience that you don't, it's okay to be afraid in some moments. Even the T-Rex that we're supposed to look up to, you know, he's like, yeah, you shouldn't be afraid. We can look up to those things and we can learn from those things. But if you let them constantly stop you, at some point, someone else is going to get hurt. He also, Arlo, makes a really selfish decision when it comes to family and wouldn't let Spot go back to his family at one point in time and kept him for himself. You know, that was another interesting kind of thing for me, thinking about, like, Arlo's journey of selfishness, Mm -hmm. of constantly being afraid and not pushing through, you know, and then making a selfish decision to keep somebody close to him because he didn't want to be alone. So... Because he was afraid to be alone. It kind of reminds me, you know, like every single time you saw a box turtle on the side of the road, you kept it and you put it in a box. And you're like, oh, I yes. should keep this forever. No, I don't want you to go back to the wild. You're mine now. That's kind of <laughs> right. what it felt like to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, you just totally took his family away from It's him kind of the reverse of the thing that movies will do where it's like, I don't like you anymore, you know, to make something go back to its family. But in this case, it was it allowed itself to maintain. No, I I do want you, but I know you belong. And that to this was family. their and, goodbye. Right. Yeah. That was their goodbye, which I thought was an interesting thing. Did this movie have at the end of it? Did it have like a little peek into the future of dinosaurs and people? I don't think so. OK. Did as it? soon as the credits hit, I just walked out. OK. So. So well, there I, was nothing at the end of the I the wanted that to happen. Other than the circle of the. I must have had a dream. Because, okay, I wanted there to be not just the Arlo returns home and everybody's happy moment. I mm. wanted it to be like where maybe through the credits it showed the humans like coming and learning from them and then like them building a life together kind of a thing. Because <laughs> right. yeah, Spot yeah. and Arlo could continue to have their friendship or whatever, like learning from each other. So I had a dream last night that that happened. And I was sitting in the movie theater in my dream. I was watching the credits roll just like I did yesterday. And so I really thought that it happened for a split second. I just realized it wasn't true. <laughs> well, they kind of did that in Wally, where at the end during the credits they showed like them coming back to yeah. Earth, and then yeah. they showed them growing crops together, and like the robots and the humans working together to build life again on Earth. But uh, yeah, I left during the credits of the Good Dinosaur. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I've never argued this much about a movie I didn't care this much about. <laughs> right. Welcome to my world. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is what I do. I I would say though, again, like this. Okay, have you ever seen? Uh, do you remember like when growing up, where we would see these movies and they would have like realistic, they would have an actual footage, actual video of like a room or something, and then they would animate over the top of it. Oh yeah. That's what this movie felt like to me. Because, because it looks so real. The photo, the because the background, the yeah, and it was so photorealistic, and then you've got these like derpy dinosaurs, derpy <laughs> dino with with even like the like the cartoony type like chick, uh, tic tac. Uh, yeah, what are they? Well, but that was supposed. I think that was yeah. because they had evolved as you know to be more of a like the idea being like when humans were unevolved, we had sharper teeth and whatever. But 
we've evolved to to have flatter teeth. When you teeth. get smarter, you get derpy teeth. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Is that what we have? We have derpy teeth. Yes. It would be imp- two two self aware species on this planet would be very interesting. Be a whole different level of war and you know like yeah ideological battles and that'd then, be very interesting. Then you'd have Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that's it. Unless you guys want to argue some more. No, I don't want to argue some more. It was about family. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all need to go, like, I don't know, have a moment together, like, hug it out or something. Let's go watch Krampus. Let's just go watch Santa kill people. <laughs> <laughs> That'll uh, solve everything. Yeah. We'd like to invite you to tune in to Sif Pop Live. You can find us on Mixler. That's the app that we use to broadcast our show, M I X L R. Search for Shoe the Dough, all one word, all squished together. Shoe the Dough, no spaces, and you'll find us there. Sif Pop airs on Fridays at noon central. And of course, as you already know, it shows up in your podcast feed as well. We also want to thank anyone who is supporting us on Patreon. That's how this show exists. This uh, Sif Pop podcast uh, was launched because people wanted to hear it. So thank you guys so much for your support. I think that's it. I'm I'm afraid I I don't know my role in this family anymore. <laughs> Man. I'm not going to lie. Even though we argued a lot, this is probably the best time I've had on this podcast. Right? It was so fun. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.